0: if you're hearing this in a difficult economy (laughs) or a shifting economy (laughs) exactly yeah um you want to make sure that you have created a connection a relationship with your customers that is so great that you're not the first on the chopping block
1: welcome to the business ownership podcast brought to you by awareness strategies helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedlek, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Wendy. Wendy, thank you so much for being here with us today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor. I love sharing my passion and knowledge with people who can benefit from it.
1: Awesome. So give us a quick introduction to you and your business. What do you do?
0: All right. Well, my name is Wendy Caverly, and I am the owner of Crusaders Networking. And Crusaders Networking is the company that focuses on the how to find the who. If success in life is not who what you know, but who you know, how are you going to meet those people that are going to help you uh, you know, find more sales, find bigger rooms, be the resources that you need? It's all about intentional connection. And that is what our area of expertise is, intentional connecting for professional success, the how to the who.
1: Awesome. So how did you get into connecting as a business?
0: so well i mean from my own personal history as i look back i realize every single profession i had was made better by my ability to have a sincere connection quickly with Mm -hmm. whoever they might be even when i was just working the front desk of an athletic club i still needed to be able to have that warm fuzzy moment with the uh the customers with the members because while they're checking in greet them make them feel good when they're leaving acknowledge them remember they're there when they have a problem know that they're being heard and and it wasn't until about 10 years ago that i switched careers and i became a credit card processor so i'm doing the cold calling the door knocking the walking into your business in the middle of your day going hey you happy with your processor that i started realizing what i actually really loved was finding out what made other people amazing and sharing them with others And I made that my career for about nine years now. I've been doing that full time. And for the last couple, three years, I've actually started sharing with others how they too can find that passion and that success by being the connector, by finding out what makes other people amazing and sharing them with others.
1: Very cool. Absolutely. So when you're working with somebody, what does that look like? How? What is that transaction and what's going on? At all the different levels, whatever you might have.
0: Right, well, so traditionally when I'm working with somebody, it's because they've either are uh, brand new and their, their employer has said, I want you to be successful quickly, because frankly, I'm paying you. Let's <laughs> give you these skills and this strategy, uh, so they can become more comfortable moving through multiple business environments. You know, I mean, I don't particularly care for the word networking. It's very limiting. It's very restricting. It's so much more than business cards and cocktails, which is what most people view it as it's really about, you know, sincere connection mm-hmm. and, or, Uh, Professionals have reached a frustration point. It's not working and they don't know why. They have a lot of knowledge. They've gone through sales training. They're paying for marketing. They're attending events and it's not clicking. Why isn't it clicking? So those are the two people I'm most likely to work with because it may not be working, not because you're not doing it right. You just might be doing it right in the wrong environment. That's probably one of my favorite things about what I do is we start with, who are you? How do you like to connect? And let's lean into that while making you more comfortable in the other places. It really helps address a lot of frustrations because we live in an instantaneous world, but the reality is true success is not instantaneous, it just looks like it. Right? Yeah. Overnight success, so, it
1: only took 20 years to make. Yep. Yeah, only took 20 years. Yes.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It it really is about learning how to uh to be as effective as possible. That's that's a I'm kind of babbling a little bit at this point, but <laughs> no, you know, when people great. think of networking or think of connecting, they think of activities, they think yeah. of after hours or mixers or chambers or associations or expos. When the reality is, all of that is true, but you don't always have to add more things into your calendar or join more organizations to find the value you're looking for. You could be missing the ideal client, referral partner, mentor, bigger room right next to you because you have came in with a too narrow focus on what what the opportunities can be. So we do talk a lot about what are you doing now? how can you find those opportunities without adding more time to your schedule? Do you recognize the value of networking with your current clients? Mm -hmm. Yes, they're already clients, but guess what? They could be referral partners. They could be raving fans. They could be your number one, uh, word of mouth sales rep. So we talk a lot about taking a high strategic view of the process And what goal are you attempting to accomplish? What skills or strategy do you need to accomplish that goal? And are you confident and agile enough that when a new opportunity presents itself that you already know how to move, how to pivot to get it? Or when the conversation goes in a direction that you you don't want it to go, do you have the skills and the ability to still accomplish the goal without getting lost in the woods?
1: nice I love that, that and it, it reminds me of a story of a gal I knew that owned a florist' shop and was you know selling the flowers selling the flowers selling the flowers finally was utter frustrated and just decided to go for a walk and happened to go into the stores next door and go and talk to the people that around her and found out that you know the next right next door was a chocolate shop and the right next door was <laughs> Shop. She's like, Oh my God, all these people right here right in my neighborhood. This is ridiculous. I need to yes. know these people. And then they started, of course, interacting with each other and going, you know, Hey, have you talked to Mary down the street and she'll help you with blah, blah, blah. And that allowed all of them in that, you know, that strip to be able to, to grow and to flourish. And yes. that's all it was, was the owners of all those businesses yes. raping each other for five years now, talking to each other.
0: That, and th- that's actually how I got into the coaching consulting strategy side a couple years ago, because something happened that made me aware of the fact that what I do is not default. Not everybody right. doesn't do this <laughs> so automatically, but, but that's actually not a bad thing because it means it's a skill and skills can be learned. And, and what I love about that, you're talking about this florist shop who was surrounded by her ideal referral partners or collaborators is it's especially valuable for solopreneurs, new entrepreneurs, people who are responsible for their own, you know, pipeline Mm -hmm. uh, to find others that can understand and share that journey. That's that's where the encouragement comes from. That's where uh, the inspiration comes from. That's where the help comes from. When things, that's what that's what network is. When something unexpected happens, you lean into your network, but you you uh, you have to have them before. You know, if, if sure helps. Yeah, if you have them before, it's a it's an inconvenience. If you wait until after, it's a crisis. <laughs> So you're right. So link arms with those people that can share the journey with you. We can get farther together.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think too, uh, when kind of early in the years, when I was talking to people about their networking, I'm like, quit selling your stuff to these people. They're sick of it. They don't want to hear it. And what you're really looking for is a center of influence. Go and find as many center of influences as you know. And that was kind of my basic, like, you got to (laughs) go grow expensive. Exponentially, not just yes. kind of the one on one. So, what's the conversation that you have with people about understanding how to collaborate with people as opposed to seeing them either as a dollar sign on their head, you'll spend so much money with me, or you won't spend any, or like all of the kind of <laughs> mindset yeah, things? So, come
0: so, the interesting thing is what you just said about that center of influence. Um, that's what led me here. I I attended a networking event when I was a credit card processor, and I noticed one person everybody talked to. They never left their table. Everybody in the room stopped by and chatted with that person. And I thought to myself, I don't know who they are, but I need to know them because I need to know people. So that was my first introduction to the idea of relationships, bringing value to you. When you are a resource to others, it is less work for you Mm -hmm. because others share your name. Others say, you need this, talk to Wendy. Wendy knows the solution or knows the person. And, And my goal is always to encourage people to not only know those people, but to become those people. How do you become the person that everybody knows it starts by being the person who gets to know everybody start those conversations and don't make them about you. Mm-hmm. Um, because the goal is this is not the last time you're going to speak to them. Anyways, it's the first time. So there's plenty of time down the road for you to talk about who you are, what you need, what you can do for them. How do you know those things? If you don't at least have a conversation with them first, it's about them. Mm-hmm. So, that's the first thing I encourage people to do, especially if they're at one of those random chamber events or mixers or after hours is to talk about them, learn about them, listen for how you could be a resource to them. The goal is to create a warm, fuzzy. That's, that's what I call them. The warm, fuzzy feeling, that person that made you feel good. So that when I reach out to them after the event and say, hey, I'd love to grab a cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. and learn more are you Mm -hmm. are you willing I have time next week they're gonna say yes so there's your second layer so that's the first thing I always encourage this is not your last time it's your first time think of the connecting process like a bucket of paint you can dump everything over their head all at once and some will stick but most of it will be on the ground Where if you add it a layer at a time, you are creating a solid foundation that you can build a lot of value off of for years to come. Make it about them first.
1: And some of the people that I've seen do this the best are people that have been in business for years, and they're not just doing it at the networking events or the conferences. They're doing it when they're walking down the street. They're doing it at the baseball games. They're doing it at their kids' hockey games. And it becomes a natural conversation because a lot of people go, Oh, I don't want to network with my kid's hockey team. Cause it's, you know, gross and sleazy. It's like, well, then quit being gross and sleazy.
0: <laughs> gross don't and have sleazy. A
1: conversation. Like, do you know these people? Have you gone out and said, Hey, I'm so-and-so yeah. and love to know, you know, what do you do? Which, which kid's yours? Start there. <laughs> Find out yes. who these people are and what they do. Like, It's It is absolutely a skill set that we are not taught, especially when we're taught, be afraid of strangers and don't talk to them and all that kind of fun jazz. And then in the digital world, we're so used to just kind of flying off of the top of whatever's going on in our head that we don't actually know how to articulate a real conversation with a real person that it really becomes a skill of how do you just go out there and say, hi, you know nice bag, whatever the case would be like, you know, that right. can seem normal from a woman to a woman, but, you know, how do you create those conversations that are just normal and natural and uh, allow you to get into knowing somebody without sounding creepy? Let's go there.
0: You know, what I actually really enjoy about that is, is um, I, I tend to try. Well, I do. I don't tend to. I do. I translate uh, the skill of connecting into landscapes and each landscape has a different traditional goal in mind and uh the fishing landscape is the forward agility it's the professional growth it's where you find collaboration partners and mentors and the ideal environments for that skill set soccer games (laughs) pta meetings gym memberships you know the country club things of that nature it's where you're in a you're in a A casual social environment with, with others where you can just have a comfortable conversation to pass the time, but you're listening for specific triggers. I like to call it, choose your own adventure. You're, you're listening for different things in the back of your mind. In the meantime, you're, you're listening to them talk about their life, their whatever you are listening for things that you can grab onto and explore that further. And sometimes it does result in, I, I I actually, I did pick up a massage therapist at the farmer's market a couple of weeks ago, just because I was literally having a conversation with the lady behind the table over acorn squash.
1: <laughs> hey, so I really, need to know more about this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's really passive listening is what it's doing is we were just chatting about this and that. And, and I said, you know, does your family own the farm? And she's like, well, it belongs to my brother-in-law. I'm just helping out today. I I'm a massage therapist and I'm opening a new shop around the corner. So literally I'm like, that is amazing. I am so glad I met you. Is it okay if I have your business card? I am a connector and I would love to know more about you. Honestly, when you're, when you are a professional, anybody who wants to hear your pitch is exciting. Right. And, and again, it wasn't about what, I mean, honest, let's be honest. I am thinking in the back of my head, new client, (laughs) who do I know that needs to know this person so I can be their rock star. So if you think that networking at your kid's soccer game is sleazy and salesy it isn't, unless you're literally going in with a sales pitch that says, buy my stuff. Hey, I got a special this month.
1: Yeah, don't um, do that.
0: Christmas is coming up. Who Who on your list needs my stuff? You're not actually doing that. What you're actually doing is you are listening for how you can be of service to them. And that starts the conversation. Who do I know that needs to know this person? Who do I know that this person needs to know? I get to be the rock star that made that resource available.
1: Nice. So who would you say you serve and support the most or like where is the majority of your clientele coming from or who do you love to serve and support?
0: So um, I actually have two that tend to find their way to me. And uh, one is uh, businesses that have new sales forces or young sales forces under 30 because as we mentioned earlier that 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 have a conversation seems to have kind of gotten lost a little bit it's conversation with intent but you still have to know to have a back and forth conversation so young millennials often don't have that skill they still think like a student where listen answer the question wait for next question where that conversation helps them explore the opportunities without being like, Do you need my stuff? If you don't need my stuff, why are we here? Um, so business. Although I'm that pretty sure workforces... everybody that's new
1: to business has thought that thought. So if you're thinking that thought, you're totally normal.
0: <laughs> you're totally normal because that actually plays into the other, the other people that I find I work a lot with are people who have been in business for two to five years where they went out and they did everything and they were they were building their book of business or their client base and now they have found that they have plateaued because they're spending a lot of time taking care of their current market or plugging in the holes and not enough time on on growing into the future so they're looking for those skills and that that balance that they need um i really enjoy working with uh i I just i just onboarded a financial advisor actually yesterday because multi-generational or multi-year customers, they want to be able to keep people for a long time and they want to be of service and value to them, but they need to have more. So uh, what I'm actually providing for, for him is strategy just to keep him on time and on track and kind of, did you view it this way? Maybe you should think about doing this. So it can be just something as simple as those those young entrepreneurs or people who have plateaued. So I really like the financial industry world, the insurance world. Multi-year, multi-generational. I don't want my skills used for evil. (laughs) It's not intended to pry open somebody's wallet. It's intended to create long-term value for both parties. Um, The other industries that I really have found a niche with are B2B service providers. If you are a coffee service, a vending service, a copier, printer, IT, any one of those services where your clients or other businesses, how do you make sure that 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 client is a multi-year client? I -hmm. used to do vending. I had a vending and coffee business for about 10 years at the beginning of of this century. Uh, And (laughs) that equipment is expensive and it's hard to move. And I had to hire someone to come move it because you need big trucks for it so it was really important to me that my customers were happy for years because just having to switch that stuff out because somebody didn't like the price of coke or whatever the case would be was was complicated um so are we allowed to talk about the economy
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, keep in mind it will change every 2 years whether you want it to or not and we have no Very, idea when somebody's listening to this.
0: <laughs> that's that's true. Okay. But the other side of that is um if 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 you're hearing this in a difficult economy yep. <laughs> or a shifting economy.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah.
0: Um you want to make sure that you have created a connection a relationship with your customers that is so great that you're not the first on the chopping block when they have to start looking at their budget and making those hard choices to keep employees on, to keep the business moving forward, they're gonna start with those exterior services and think Mm -hmm. that they're gonna bring them in house. So first of all, how do you create a connection with your current clients so you're not first in the chopping block? And how do you keep planting those seeds of other connections so you have the continuous network, the continuous referrals continuous growth that you need uh to to just rise to whatever challenge you and your business are facing
1: nice love that so as you may or may not know um in in our connecting we have a phenomenal crm to be able to keep track of Mm -hmm. all the sales all the people i've ever met anywhere you know podcast guests but it inevitably happens that at the end of the podcast i'm like hey you know, who do you need to know what's going on? And you might say, Hey, I need somebody that's really influential in the financial services. And I'm like, Oh, I know somebody. And now I forget who it is. (laughs) So how do you, how do you like practically keep track of who's who in the zoo, especially when you start growing it out? Like you're talking hundreds, thousands or just let's Uh, say it's beyond the capacity of somebody's individual brain at that moment to be able to track that
0: this is actually a really fun question because there's two answers to it now you know there was one answer pre-2020 and now there's a (laughs) a, an additional not a different answer but an additional post-2020 I still love business cards Mm -hmm. I I keep them and if and so they're almost like weird little triggers for me I'll go like okay okay I know that um but kind of the little stars and have-
1: circles and all the markers on it going, this
0: guy's awesome. <laughs> I actually, believe it or not, I do, I do talk about that. How do you mark your business cards at events? So you know how you want to follow up with them. Uh, So, uh, so I do that. And sometimes just because I've actually managed to turn on that part of my brain that I get excited by the possibility of connecting to people that these people stay a little closer in mind for a while, especially Mm -hmm. if I think they're really awesome. Um, But the other thing that I've really started leaning into over the last couple of years is I do love LinkedIn. It's a giant professional phone book. Mm -hmm. So somebody asked for something. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that, okay. That's Aaron, somebody, it was an Aaron, somebody. So I'll go up there they are. Or I I feel like I talked to somebody in that industry. So I, for me, I really have started leaning into Facebook is almost like my, like I said, professional phone book, my new Rolodex, Rolodex. (laughs) my new Rolodex i stopped i just wish i could make term. little
1: notes on their on their profiles so that i have them that would be perfect oh my God,
0: that would be so linkedin are you listening great right. great update um and the funny thing is i've actually stopped using the word rolodex the first time a millennial went
1: a what <laughs> <laughs> scroll through a your watch? contact
0: list <laughs> scroll through your contact list yeah it's a watch exactly
1: <laughs> really nice watch uh, so, so, uh, so give me an so example of one of yours Give me an example of one of your Cinderella stories. Somebody that came to you that was a complete mess and, you know, they're a rock star now or some variation
0: thereof. <laughs> I I do have uh, a commercial uh, janitorial service company that is very specific. They only work with medical facilities. They don't do anything and everything. And uh, he was, uh, when we first met, he's somebody, I want to network. I want to grow my business by word of mouth. And I and I want to do 17 things a week. And I went to all 17 and none of it worked. I'm never going again. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't, that's not how it works, right? <laughs> no, so the no, fun not. part for him was uh, we would, first thing we do is we review what you are currently doing. What opportunities are you already attached to that you've completely missed? Um, in, in his case, one of the things that he completely overlooked was, talking to, connecting with, partnering with people who have the same customer as him. That's a slam dunk right there, that collaboration. When you have a client, you say, I will do this, my associate will do that. They're not technically an associate, they're another business, but you're passing the same client back and forth. He wasn't doing that. It never occurred to him to talk to a non-customer target. To grow his customer base. Uh, in addition to that, the, the I do really love the strategy sessions that I have with my clients. That's part of my service. He was, um, you know, I, I encouraged him to start having two conversations a week with people just to, just to connect. And one of them invited him to join an association of his ideal client. And he didn't realize that there was an opportunity. He's like, but I didn't get a customer but you got an invitation to stand in front of your customer. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, you just got invited to stand in front of a thousand potential customers because you had a conversation with someone that you previously dismissed because they weren't your customer. So that, I I love that light bulb. When they start thinking that I've been working really hard, I've been busy, but not productive. Now I can get more done without more time on my calendar. So that, that was actually probably one of my, fa- and he was also one of my first clients too. So I think that's why it really stands <laughs> out so much so that as he hires people on, he hands them over to me for, for 12 weeks for strategy and skills training, because the better they are, the more he makes. Right. So and, beautiful. and the less turnover. hmm the less turnover when you invest in your employees and they see it, they work harder for you. They make more money for you and them, and they're less likely to leave. So, because it's real, I keep doing the, like the girl scout thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: awesome. Yes. So some of the stumbling blocks that they're experiencing, they're not getting the connections they want. They're wasting a lot of time at events and things where they're not mm-hmm. finding their ideal clients and leads all that kind of fun stuff. So I know our listeners are <laughs> experiencing that and they're going to want more from you. How did they start their journey it's, with you?
0: I, I talked about LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn. It's it's actually Wendy Caverly. And uh, or actually, I think it's Wendy C. Caverly. Lots of resources on there. <laughs> we will have those uh,
1: links in the show notes, peeps, of course, yes. go there. And uh, of course- and the website, to-
0: wendycaverly.com.
1: There you mm-hmm. go. Awesome. So, Wendy, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur?
0: Right after college, when I decided I didn't want to go into politics, I, I honestly thought I don't want to work for anybody anymore. So, um, but I grew up with entrepreneur parents, so it might be in my blood,
1: <laughs> That's awesome. but I'm going so, to say
0: well, 22. Oh.
1: Wow. <laughs> So were you going to college to be a professional politician or?
0: I, I do. I have a poli-sci degree and a history degree. I was going to, I wanted to work in DC. So Fine. it's okay. The curtain was <laughs> revealed much sooner for me. <laughs> 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 um, but it's just because I love, I love history. I do. And uh, yeah, 22. 22 is when I started working. I've had many businesses. I've had many ups and downs. I gave up on working for myself at one point because I figured maybe I was wrong. I needed to be that hourly worker. And that was, that was the transitional time of my life, but I will never go back to that.
1: <laughs> nice, I love it. Wendy, you've been absolutely fabulous. Thank you. Any last words for our peeps?
0: Say yes, give generously and be patient. That is the key to success in life and business. Say yes to the opportunities, give where you can, because it will come back to you and be patient. It will come. Good stuff takes time, but it will come.
1: I love it. Thank you, Wendy, for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Awesome, Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show, share it with your friends. We love helping you and your friends' businesses grow.
0: Are you running a business over seven figures, but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of view. Check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The links in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.